And we are back. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 40 of Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, Jeremy Vilmer, the living proof that crushing depression and alcoholism will make you lose weight if you stick with it long enough. And joining us now, the star of our show, Bobby fucking Blaze. What's happening, Bobby? Hey, Bobby, get your head out of there. <laughs> Man, Jeremy, I got to tell you, buddy, I'm I have to tell one of myself this week, man. You know, I went up to um, Madison, West Virginia there <clears throat> last week, and you know, I used to travel those roads all the time for Smoky Mountain scenes and this and that. And I travel all these roads, and it brought back a lot of memories, man. And I, I had forgotten about it until um, I passed it, and it brought back this memory. I used to eat this little cafe up there that also uh, crossed the street from it. Uh, I'll, I'll just get to it. Anyway, so I go in there, and... This happened several years back, so I just kind of old news. But I got to tell you, man, I, I just you know, just that, just going back in time, I went in there and I, I, I ordered me a bowl of chicken noodle soup. Okay. Okay. Just it was kind of chilly out. I thought I warmed the bones. I just got a few more miles to the town, so I go in. Place is kind of dead, and I happen to know the waitress because it's small town, USA, you know. And I get me a bowl of chicken noodle soup, and, you know, she's like, hey, Bobby, how you doing? You wrestling up the road here? Yeah, whatever. So I go, and I start taking a couple bites, Jeremy, <clears throat> and I find a fucking hair in it. Ah. In my chicken noodle soup, man. No. I look up, and, of course, the waitress, it's got a big, long black hair in it. I look, waitress has, you know, long burnette, which, you know, I like, but I'm like, I don't like it, my chicken noodle soup. So I called her over and I said, look, I found a hair in here and I'm not paying for this fucking chicken noodle soup. And she goes, that's not like you. You always, no matter what, you I said, I don't care. That's it. So I get up. Well, it's one of those places up there in wild, wonderful West Virginia. Okay. Home of the wonderful, the wild and wonderful whites. If you've never seen that, uh, Jessica White and his sister Sue Bob White. I mean, you're talking about a whole, the dancing outlaw kind of territory. Mm -hmm. Well, they got a house of the ill repute across the street. And, uh, you know, it's nothing for me to visit one of these, you know, cat houses, house of the ill repute, whatever. I just get up and go. I said, fuck, couldn't eat soup. I just get up here and go, you know, I'll get me a little whore or whatever. Still got a few miles to go for the show. I'll just about got some time to kill. So I go in. I get me a room, you know, and I go in there. And I proceed to go to town, and as I'm going to town, and you know I'm a pretty oral kind of person, Jeremy, I ain't gonna lie about it. <laughs> well, about the time I'm I'm just in there, and the door kicks open, and someone it starts yelling, and I recognize it as that fucking waitress's voice. She goes, "Look at you, you dirty sob." She called me everything, you know. I mean, it's it's worse than a damn truck. Anyway, she says, "Look at you." I want you to look at you. You wouldn't pay for that damn chicken noodle soup because it had one lousy hair in it. And here you are buried up to your fucking shoulders in a pussy full of hair. You lousy bastard. You Man, I had enough. I popped my head out of that pussy and I turned and looked at that waitress and I said, yeah, and if I find a noodle in this, I ain't paying for it either. <laughs> Ah, uh, yes. Yeah. So that's kind of oh, where I've been at, God. man. I haven't had my head up my ass, but i got to get oh. my head out of there, Jeremy. Oh. And uh, Adam is listening. We had a couple guys from Madison list. 
listening, and I had to tell them that story, and I hope they appreciate it. So I thought this week I better tell one on myself because I always tell one on someone else. Yeah. And that's what happened. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. Well, but I ain't paying, you know, that's, that's for a fair. Of chicken so, noodle soup in it so or did a pussy you, with a noodle in it. I, did you find a noodle? Because <laughs> that would be disgusting. I, I stopped looking. Yeah, yeah. I kept my eyes. Yeah. Well, because, you know, I mean, here's the thing, you know, as a man or, as you know, I assume even a woman, if you're into going down on a chick, you end up with a mouthful of hair at some point. But I don't want a bowl of soup between me and that. So, you know, that shit's not right. No no noodles, man. No noodles. All right. But it's going to be back in the air, man. Yeah, well. a lot of stuff to catch up on. I think we might have just lost a quarter of our audience, but uh, you know what? (laughs) That's okay. That's all right. We're going to roll with this shit. Um, This week, you know what, Bobby? We're just going to talk about the top ten things that you and I want to talk about this week. Um, Yeah. You know what? I'm I'm just going to go ahead and just, like, blow some fucking doors real quick. Uh, Audience, we, we fans, listeners, friends of ours, Obviously, we've missed a couple weeks. You know, in the last year, my dad died. I lost my job. I had a heart attack. My wife up. I I am not okay most of the time, but I'm trying my best to keep the show going because it's one of my bedrocks in my life right now. So we have missed a little bit here and there. It's my fault, you know, um, but I have to say, I've lost 32 pounds in two months, and I look pretty fucking good with my shirt off. So single women out there? Hit me up. Let me know what you're doing. Because uh, I'm looking pretty there good. Yeah. So I just wanted to kind of cover it. Yeah, I just wanted to kind of cover that real quick. And, you know, people, because I do get messages throughout the week, like, where you, you know, where's the episode, blah, blah, blah. So, you know, Bobby and I, when we do this, when we record this show, we usually record on Sunday. That's what's worked out best for us. Uh, we can do it early in the day. Nobody's fucked up. There's nothing really wrong yet. Blah, blah, blah. I know, I can, I know already if Sunday or Saturday night comes up and he and I are going, well, let's record during the week. I can tell you already, there ain't going to be a fucking show that week because we've, we've said that a time or two and both of us need to fuck out when that happens. So this week, you know, the last two weeks, yeah, I've been kind of fucked up. Oh, we do that from time to time. And and I, and I know, uh, army has told me these things and I appreciate that sharing it because we do have a out there listen to us and and that's just life that things happen like that but we don't typically bring it up so generally if there's a if there is not a reason and jeremy nailed on the head if we say we're going to record through the week uh one of us is is, is not going to make it through the week <laughs> <laughs> because by the time he gets off in california time and i'm logging on i'm probably either gone uh or he's coming on gone so we just say you know what let's try to hit it and we hit it on a saturday or sunday and uh, that's just what's worked best for us. And and I, I I've known these things that that's happened to Jeremy. And and, and I, I especially you know him he tell me we met uh, around the time he was losing his father. And uh, we actually hit it off. And that's how this podcast came. He had me on as a wrestler and an author. Then he had me come back on. And we talked off the air before. Uh, had a podcast on his geekish cast. And then we talked after. And the same thing happened when he had me back on just as an author author about trying to you know market books and things and uh we just really hit it off and so i knew he had went through some things and and i go through some things winters are very hard on 
on me. I'm kind of a seasonal depression kind of person, and that's what happened to me Monday. I was worn out on Sunday from the trip, uh, which we'll be talking about, but then Monday it just it got cold and cloudy, and I was like, blah, I'm back in wintertime. So, you know, it's on both of us, And but we do – I'll say this, and I did I don't think I sent Jeremy the top part of my notes, and basically it was just a shout-outs, and that's what I'm doing right now. I said shout-outs and book plugs because the shout-outs are just to you all, the people that tune in. We do have a loyal fan base, and, and really, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you for liking just Jeremy talking, me talking, our top tens, or, or just us BSing around. That's kind of what this session is going to be about. So uh, thanks for hanging in there, man, and thanks for sending those direct messages. Um, you can send them to Jeremy at the Geekish Cast on Twitter. You can send them to me at BobbyBlaze744 on Twitter, or the joint account, which is Bell to, at Bell to Bell Blaze on Twitter, and we do get them messages that say, you know, hey, what's happening? Everything okay? And I will say this, there's about three or four people that's written me that I just answered back that, you know, yeah, Jeremy's fine. We just, you know, we just needed some time off or whatever without saying too much. And he just now explained some things he was going through. But there's actually about three or four people, and I won't mention their names, but they've written me and said, hey, man, are you okay? And I'm like, yeah, mm -hmm. I'm fine. Hey, is Jeremy okay? And where's the show? That started out generally, where's the show or what's happening, you know? And um, so now everyone kind of is up to date, knows what's going on. And also, man, um, same thing with we're going to be talking about wrestling in just a minute. Uh, some of the things we wanted to talk about, and that is, you know, we're just we're just two guys that that uh, BS and giving your our opinions, your opinions. We kind of feed off of that when it's a, a suggestion for our top ten or how did so and so not make this as we explained in the past and so we, we're just two guys and we live our life man we got a lot of shit going on too outside the podcast and that's not an excuse but as jeremy just explained there's a lot of good reasons and i i think there's a big difference uh between having an excuse and, and having a reason and we really haven't sat around and made an excuse other than during the week uh saying you know hey uh this is not an excuse this is a reason I'm fucked up. We ain't recording. Mm -hmm. <laughs> or something like that. But, but nine times out of ten, honestly, to you fans, and if you're new to the podcast, we welcome you aboard. But nine times out of ten, there's a good reason we didn't put up one that week. Uh, it's usually not an excuse. So, um, anyway, there's that. And Oh, man, we better get any more shout-outs out there, Jeremy, while we're talking. I don't know. Um, uh, you know what? I'm, I'm going to skip shout-outs this week again. I'm coming, okay. from, I'm coming from a weird place. Uh, yesterday would have been my dad's 70th birthday, so I drank for two all day yesterday. It was a rough day, Bobby. Oh God, it was a rough. I drank, <laughs> I drank for, I drank for two on two separate occasions yesterday. I went out, got drunk, came home, went to bed, got up, got drunk again. So, God damn, yeah. Well, you know, yeah. <laughs> when 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 your father dies from alcohol-related liver failure, and you have to drink for him because he's not here to do it anymore. It's quite the commitment. That's all I'm going to say. You know, I took a lot on me, yeah. so the rest of you didn't have to. <laughs> I could have spread this out over the whole country, and it could have been uglier, but I did it myself. I don't want to throw around the word hero casually. 
but I'm going to this time. And oh, well, for that, we yeah. thank you, Jeremy. Yeah. <laughs> my liver. I my wish liver your liver a speedy but, recovery. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so I don't shit. know how you're here today uh, because I, you know, but hey, I'm glad you're here nonetheless, man. Oh, that's good to know. Well, wow. let's do this real quick. As you know, folks, we've got to pay the bills and we don't have any was out there sponsored. They want to sponsor Miller Lite. Uh, I'm a, you know, if you want to send a, a Kentucky whiskey, um, it don't matter, man. Just uh, a Dr. Pepper, ginger ale, whoever. Uh, it's $35 an episode. Send us a sponsor. We'll give you a shout out. I, I, what can I say? But you know what we do? We've got uh, two two sites. Uh, I've got some books out there. Jeremy, tell them about Pin Me, Pay Me, and tell them about, tell them about I Kicked Out on Two, where you can get those. So hopefully you can sponsor a show that way. Um, and, and hopefully you'll enjoy what I've written out there and, and currently trying to work on some more stuff too. So anyway, tell them, Jeremy. Well, absolutely. Uh, guys, you can go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook1 to get Bobby's first book, Pin Me, Pay Me. You can also go to tinyurl.com slash blazebook2 to get I Kicked Out on Two, The Education of a Wrestler. If if you want some background and some context to what it's like to be a working pro wrestler during the, and let's face it, during the fucking heyday of pro wrestling, what I, what I refer to as the modern golden age, WCW when fucking Goldberg was there. This, these are the books to read, man, because Bobby was there. Bobby worked these shows. Bobby rode in the car with these guys. If you want an understanding of what it's like to be a working wrestler, buy his books. Also, if your table's a little unbalanced, buy one of the books and put it under your short leg, and that way your table will sit right in the kitchen. There you go. Yeah. Right so, on. Yeah. That, I think Bob could have done that. Yeah. Uh, my friend down Ford, I think Bob Cook, hell of a worker back in the day, but I think he bought my book just to uh, balance out his pinball machine. Well, you know, that's you know, pinball you machines. Know. Yeah, you don't want to tilt those. You don't want to tilt those. That that's is for right. sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's got multiple uses. You don't have to read it, you know? No. Because, you know what? Because I, I, I am firmly of the belief that most people don't read anymore. Um, yeah. But you need to buy the book either way because we got to keep the show going. We, we, come on, people. That's right. Get off your ass. Buy the book. <laughs> I, I don't know what. What do I have to say? Do you need me to come reshingle your roof? I'll come do it. That's fine. <laughs> Just buy a couple goddamn books, would you? We're doing this week in and week out for your entertainment. Are you not entertained? Are you not well, entertained? <laughs> Someone buy Jeremy a drink and tell him to calm down over there, would you? (laughs) Well, let's get. We're not doing an actual top 10, but one of the things uh, that our last podcast we talked about was WrestleMania, which was coming up, and we did our top 10 WrestleMania moments. And and so I'm going to start us off with just a little kind of a broad topic and throw it out there. Uh, You know, last week was WrestleMania. They had the Hall of Fame and TakeOver, and I was just going to talk about a couple of things concerning that and also, you know, going to, uh, as I mentioned earlier, going up to Madison, West Virginia, and I'll get to that in the second part of the show. But, uh, Jeremy, I watched Mania, and uh, based on our top ten list that we had done, and you can listen to that on episode 39, and that's the one where I talk about Melanie coming over. Mm-hmm. But anyway, um Thankfully, she's gone. But anyway, nonetheless, WrestleMania, I'm going to have to say, I think I can safely say from what I saw, and I only stayed up till 11 o'clock. The show went on until 1 o'clock in the morning on the Eastern, you know, Eastern Standard Christ, Time over yeah. here. It was like a seven-hour show. Um, I enjoyed it, but I'll have to say I don't know. 
that there's any moment that I watched this past, uh, you know, last week that's, that's going to ever get into my top 10. It just, to me, and I'm, I'm, again, as Jeremy and I have told everyone before, we don't come in here and shit on people. We don't, you know, browbeat everyone and this and that. I'm, I think the guys that got to work the entire weekend, whether it was takeover and uh, congratulations to the Hall of Fame crew. Uh, we'll talk about that in a minute. But also Mania, I think they're incredible athletes. Some of them are incredible wrestlers and and and, and workers, if you will. But um, I didn't have any really top ten moments. I enjoy what I did see, but uh, by, I have to say I think the show was average at best. Um, I look forward to that weekend every year. Again, I enjoyed it. Um, I was not disappointed. But I don't think there was anything that really popped me per se, um, yeah. and that's not a dig, Jeremy. That's just kind of my opinion. So, well, uh, you know, um, so for a lot of current WWE stuff, I go to my brother Dustin Rhodes Vilmer and ask him what's going on, and uh, he told me he goes there were sixteen matches and yet there were still two and a half hours of people talking bullshit for no fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I th- I thought it went really well. Uh, you need a host and you have to do all this other stuff and you know but um i'll say that uh the the team that on friday the um war machine had a great opening tag match on uh takeover and i thought that man and and then you know the uh uh they actually debuted, I guess, on Raw on the Shakedown on that following Monday as the Viking Experience. Those two guys can, and there's a lot of guys there and girls that can work their ass off. I was happy to see that, um, you know, because I don't watch the product all year. I hear things, read things, and, and like you, I have talked to, like you got your brother. I talk to people too. The, there was some incredible matches. I'll say this about Mania. I will say this that I do like. It, it's kind of like we talked about the Undertaker streak and getting into the few years back, what, mm-hmm. five years back at 30. Um, I was surprised when it happened. Well, the good thing about it is um, on, on Mania, I, I was surprised that Kurt Angle, um, I, I wasn't, I shouldn't say I was surprised because he's such a professional, but I, I was surprised that. Um, that's the only words coming to mind that he he lost his final match, you know, there on on Mania, um, and also I was I was taken back a little bit. I really thought that um, I knew Rousey probably had some other plans outside of WrestleMania once that's over, but I was really thinking uh, uh, Charlotte Flair. You know, I thought the Queen was going to get the title, mm-hmm. and they put it on the man, you know, Becky Lynch, and and so you know that kind of those, those two matches actually were two I didn't watch. I I, I read about the Lex night and then i watched it later on 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 the uh, network uh, due to one of my friends he always hooks me up there and gives me a screen but uh yeah so yeah that's the good thing when they throw swerves at you i do like that you know i do like when they throw swerves at you and i have to say this that i didn't like the match itself uh with batista and triple h and they you know they look good they get out there and their stuff i'll say and i don't even want to mention the sledgehammer shit, but Batista falls through the ropes getting into the ring. And I almost wish that was a comedy spot for him, but I hate that because, you know, all the build up and the hype, but thankfully everyone's professional enough and they recover. But I had about three or four people this week say, man, do you see Batista tripping? And they laugh at it. I'm thinking, man, first of all, you've never been out there in front of all those people. And I haven't been in front of that kind of crowd myself, so don't get me wrong. And I think Batista is doing great work 
Okay, as an actor, so that's not a dig to him. But I thought when people tell me I don't bury them or anything, I just say you just don't know, man. You're out there from a live crowd, anything can friggin' happen. But I felt kind of bad for Dave there, going, oh, maybe trip through the ropes. Um, but overall, just average for me. And I, but I did enjoy it. With that said, did you hear about the Hall of Fame speech and what happened to Bret Hart? I did. I did hear about that. Also, real quick before we go to that though. Yeah, yeah, sorry. I just kind of. No, 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 no. It's it's fine. Um, I I wanted to go back to the women's match. This was the first time a women's match headlined WrestleMania. I like that. Big fucking deal. About that, yeah. Big fucking deal. Um, also the three women that did it, fucking phenomenal stars. I do want to say I would watch Becky Lynch read a phone, and I'll just leave it at that. (laughs) So let's hear. Let's hear about the Hall of Fame, Bobby. Okay, yeah, well, also, let me say this, and Asuka, who they had taken the title off of, she could have easily been in that main event as well. I'm going I'm to put yeah, that out there. you know what, you're So they could have had right. four of them out there, any, any of those four women, if they want to do a four-way, if they wanted to do a tag, you know, whatever they want to do. So they, and they've got a ton load of talent of other ladies that work there as well. So, yeah, thanks for bringing that up because that is important. And shout out to those women. Um, you know, mania that away, it, it's the biggest event, wrestling event in the, you know, world every year. And and so, again, I wasn't making a dig out, just saying no, to no, me no, it was no. average. But, but actually when you say that with the girls on top, that, that does put it over the top a little bit better, you know. Yeah. Um, you had a Hall of Fame. So Bret Hart's in the ring, and um, he's talking. And um, Natalia, I guess it is, she's in the ring with them. And they, they inducted the Hart Foundation, uh, uh, Brett and, and uh, Jim Neville Nightheart. And fucking someone comes through the ropes and tackles Brett. And I have to say, I thought it was a work. I thought, man, you know, how can you get past security? And, it, you know, on this kind of, in, in today's, you know, in this world, man, you don't know what the fuck's going to happen no. and who's going to do what at no. any given time. It could have been worse than what it was. <laughs> but, yeah, some – I wouldn't even say guy's a fan. Some idiot fucking gets through and gets into the ring, and he tackles Bret Hart. Of course, when he when he does that, I, again, I thought it was a work until I watched the next day. I watched some footage from different angles, and it obviously was not. But, man, you know, you got about 35 guys that just jumped up in there on top of them. The problem I have with that, first of all, anytime you cross the barricade, especially if you do get in the ring, you're fucking toast. You know, people's got each other's back. You're fucking stupid for doing it. Um, don't do it, people. But here's what happens. Everyone's just waylaying, kicking, throwing. I couldn't tell because the guy looked like he covered up pretty good. Again, that's why I thought it was a work because everyone's trying to put the boots to him and throw him punches. And other half the guys are trying to pull him out of the ring. Some people are checking on Brett, Naughty, whatever, uh, Natalie or whatever. But anyway, what happens next is they get him out, and it's obviously not a work, and as we all know now, but as they get him out, He's, he's secured, if you will, uh, and Dash, uh, man, he gets off a right hand, and, but the guy's, he's being held pretty much, and uh, he gets punched right in the face. It's a hell of a punch, but again, once you're outside the ring, once that guy's secured, he's being hauled off. 
I think there may be some lawsuits there on both parties. I don't know what's going to happen. Uh, I, I just think that, you know, first of all, like I said, he shouldn't have crossed the barricade. Once he gets in the ring, he's open game or fair game, if you will. But once they get him out, whether it's other wrestlers, whether it's security, whoever, once they got his hands and he's pretty much secure, I don't know that you should be open. Uh, I'm glad he got punched. Don't get me wrong. Uh, uh, the guy has any balls at all. He won't try to sue anyone. He'll say, you know what? I fucked up. Uh, but um, I do think that with anything, I think, you know, there might be some, some other things going on there. I, I haven't read or seen anything as, as to that happening. But, but yeah, that was the only thing I thought. I was glad he got the fucking not, got knocked out. But, um, you know, I kind of wish it had happened while instead of dogpiling a guy, you know what I'm saying? If yeah. a couple of them would have just got him down and wore him out right there in the ring, then it's case closed, you know? So, uh, yeah, that happened. It's pretty exciting because again, I thought it was a work and, and a couple people tweeted me and they said, no, I don't think so. And then the next morning, uh, as I said, I, I would, I had some early obligations on Monday. I went to bed, uh, by the time I took care of those obligations on that Monday, um, I started reading later in the day and seeing some different angles, and I thought, well, it definitely wasn't a work, you know. But, uh, yeah, that was that was pretty wild for that to happen uh, in this day and age because I'm going to be a little bit redundant. With things that's going on in the world, folks, when something like that happens, it really could have been a lot worse. You've got all those people thousands upon hundreds of thousands of people in the New York metropolitan area to watch a WrestleMania. And um, if that's the least thing that didn't go right, you know, then they came out pretty good because a shitload of other stuff could have happened with someone getting in that ring or something happening outside that building or, or within a building rather, or just in that area with that weekend taking place around a New York metropolitan area. So, um, there again, man, it's just one of those things you're thankful that that's the, the, the least of the problems, you know? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, the simple fact of the matter is if you get, if you are in the audience and you go into the wrestling ring, you deserve to have your ass kicked period. Yes. Uh, these, you know, in guys, okay you know, use the F word or say whatever you want about pro wrestling. Those guys are still fucking athletes. Those are guys who yes. train on a daily basis. Those are guys who should not be fucked with when you see them. I mean, there's, you know, get, get your bullshit out of your head. Those aren't guys. Those aren't your buddies. Those aren't, these guys are <laughs> fucking trained fucking athletes who will put the fucking boots to you and stretch your ass. Don't leave the audience and go to the ring. I don't care if we're talking WrestleMania. I don't care if we're talking a local fucking show in somebody's garage. Don't fucking do it. There. Very well said. Yeah. Yes. That's right. Well, with that said, anything else about Mania Takeover Hall of Fame, Jeremy, before we shift gear, gears here? Um, no, I think I think that pretty much covers me. Yeah, right we here. just wanted to touch base about it. So, you know, we, we kind of did. Um I'm going to talk about my trip to West Virginia, if that's okay. Yeah, absolutely. Like I said, I mentioned uh, the wild, wonderful West Virginia up there, you know. Uh, Madison had a packed house. The uh, uh, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express, all four of them were there. Dennis Condry, I got to meet him. I'm going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, uh, Stan Lane and Bobby Eaton. And so I uh, got to see a lot of people. And uh, one, of the, one of the ones I'm going to start off with, I got to talk to Bobby Fulton. And as he told me up there, he said, Bobby, call me sometime. We haven't talked on the phone for a while. And I think that's the first time I've seen Bobby for probably about six months. And uh, I, I love Bobby Fulton, man. I'm going to talk about Bobby in a minute too, folks. But uh, 
It's good to catch up, Bobby. I know he had his retirement show last May, and there were several people at the show. Uh, Nate from Wide Men Can't Jump, he and I were talking and uh, said, yeah, for someone that's retired, Bobby Fulton sure is staying booked a lot. But um, he went out there, and uh, they they did a little thing. They had a proclamation uh, uh, with the uh, local uh you know, the politicians in the area, uh, uh, Stephen P. New put it on. Uh, they got up, you know, all this different stuff. The ASW, uh, Gary Dameron does a terrific job up there, and I was really glad to see it. And one of my highlights, the first one I mentioned about, uh, was talking to uh, Bobby Fulton again uh, from the, the the Fantastics. So, uh, yeah, he looked good. He's doing good and, and um, still in the ring, even though he retired. And uh, you know how that goes in wrestling. Uh, Terry Funk, not dropping names or anyone about retirements, but uh, <laughs> anyway, um, that was pretty cool. And um, one thing I got to do also was meet Tex. And I got to meet Tex and his wife, and Tex does our graphics and our YouTube channel. Yeah. And our YouTube channel can be found at tinyurl.com backslash BBBB video. And we have almost 3,800 subscribers on there, and Tex does a terrific job talking. Jeremy and I, he takes our top tens, or he takes us when we go on a little bit of a rant and goes this way and that way, and he puts some footage and background, background and graphics to it and videos, and, it, and it's wonderful. And it was really cool to hang out with Tex. I, I was really, he's a really nice guy. Um, he's looking forward to meeting Jeremy one day. I know that, and you have expressed that as well. Mm-hmm. And we'll all get together and show one day, hopefully. But anyway. Anyway, like I said, hit us up at the tinyurl.com backslash BBBB video and see some of Texas' work. And also you can catch up on some of our shows, especially if there's that little hiatus sometimes when there's a week or two in between shows. Go on to YouTube and check it out, man. It's some pretty good stuff on there. Um, one of my favorites, uh, even though I said we don't shit on people or palpate people, and we really didn't do it, was uh, the WWE hates wrestling rant that Jeremy <laughs> and I got on. Jeremy kind of got on it before I did, but but it was a good deal, and I'm gonna bring it up because we're talking about mania. There, that's one of the ones text. You know, he took our voices, and he it, it's done very classy. You know, because yeah. again, we were just talking, and it, and it came up in conversation. And uh, you know, this is a, just just a pro wrestling show, if you will, and. Uh, so anyway, yeah. I've got well, Bobby Fulton out of the way and Tex out of the way. Well, you know what? I, so. I, I just want to say this to give some people some context. Bobby and I, if you think about us together on this show, me and Bobby are each one of one pair of boots. So he's the left foot, I'm the right foot or whatever. <laughs> and and you yeah. know me, I wear Chelsea boots on a daily basis. If I polish them, they'll work as dress shoes. If I don't polish them, they look like cowboy boots. It's fine. They're good. <laughs> They're cool. What Tex is, is Tex is a fucking coat of polish on the boots. What he does with what we say and puts in context and finds things to support and puts them up on YouTube, takes the bullshit we dribble out and fucking turns it into something worth not just hearing, but also watching. Because he puts it in context. He does things with it that I go back and watch those videos every few weeks and, you know, Tex will throw a couple up and I'm like, okay, I, I forgot we talked about this, but... Shit, you know what he found here. Either, either, you know, it either bears us out or it proves us wrong. But, you know, yeah. he gives context and depth and history to what we're saying. It is completely needed and necessary, and I appreciate the shit out of him doing it. And I'm sorry I missed you guys. If I had known, 
you know, eight months ago, the direction my life was going to turn, I would have just bought some fucking plane tickets and flown out there for that show last week. Man. Uh, well, we'll get up together again. No, I we'll know. We'll get up together again. But, um, yeah, he does a really good job. And, and, again, you know, just go to the YouTube channel. Because I do the same thing. I forget we talked about something. And I'm like, oh, this is pretty good. And then, like you said, a lot of times, and we brought this up before, sometimes our memories of our wrestling days or wrestling uh, band fans, uh, spectators, if you will, we, we might miss it here or there. But there's a lot of them where – a lot of other professionals and a lot of other people give the same views we do that proves that we are right, that, you know, okay, we might have missed a date here. We, we, you know, said it happened this way. But, you know, there'll be some other professional wrestler that Jeremy, uh, that text finds that. Jeremy, I'll say something. The text will find someone else saying, you know, and this is the way it happened. It's right there, spot on, man. It gives you that context, and it just kind of verifies uh, a much-needed part of this show, really, uh, God, I do the same thing. I go back and listen to some of them. And it's not that I like to hear my voice. I know Jeremy probably loves to hear his voice because Jeremy's got a great, yeah, great yeah. professional voice for doing this. I've got a face for podcasts that don't go up live, okay? But if he can find some old footage when I looked halfway decent, then I, then I appreciate that. But the way I look now is like I don't want to be on video. But anyway, uh, Jeremy's got I, – I, I have the face for the uh, voice – uh, podcast. Jeremy has the fucking actual voice for the podcast and radio and TV, and it all ties in together really nice. So we appreciate that. It was cool to hang with them. We'll get together in the future and hang with them. Yeah, so absolutely. good deal on that. Yeah. Uh, someone else I got to see, man. Big shout out to Hustler Rip Rogers, man. I got to talk to Rip, and that was great. I was. He was the one that got, I popped when I heard it, um, that he was going to be the one inducting the, uh, Midnight Express into the ASW Hall of Fame. Awesome. And Rip is just one of those guys, man. I think he has trained over 54, I think it's 54, maybe a couple more now, people that have went on to successful careers in the WWF slash WWE over the years. Uh, he still looks great. Rip looks great, man. And he can still tell a story. Follow his Twitter account. I think it's Hustler. Uh, oh, gosh. Draw a blank. Hustler. I uh, have to look it up, Jeremy. Come back to that. Ignay that. Whatever you got to do. Um, if you care to look it up real quick, I'd appreciate it. But anyway, he has his, this great Twitter account. Um, shit, I'm going to have to look it up myself all of a sudden. But anyway, his Twitter account is really, if you're, a, if you're aspiring to be a young pro wrestler or if you're a veteran in the wrestling business, uh, man, Rip is where it's at. His, his uh, yes, Hustler2754. Uh, Go visit his Twitter account as Hustler2754. Uh, I knew I'd get them numbers asked backwards. But anyway, he puts out some wisdom. And he still shows, you know, his workouts on there and stuff like that. But, man, he and I spoke about some places we had been together because I got to actually wrestle with Rip. Rip used to come to Ashton with ICW with the Macho Man, Leaping Lanny, and, and that group there uh, back in the day, internet, uh, uh, ICW Wrestling. And I watched him as a, as a young man. Uh, young boy, I should say. And then when I got into the business, uh, I got to go to the Maritimes that he had been in before. I got to go to South Africa where he had been at before. And we, we've we talked about this before. Then when I started working for Bobby Fulton shows, Rip and I worked as heels on the show, of course. And uh, I, I never forget, 
Rip was, and I told him, it was one of the first things I told him the other night was, I said, yeah, man, I said, you smart, because Bobby Fortin and him actually had a table together. But um, I told Rip, I said, you're the, you're the one to smart me up to the, the the captain matches. Bobby Fortin runs me shows, and he might only have like eight people on the show, eight people in a referee. But the first first match would be a captain's match where a baby face would wrestle a heel, and someone would get screwed, which would be, of course, the heel, and it was set up the captain's match because he'd go back and find someone to to come back out in a tag team match later on and the captains are established for the for the night and blah 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 and he's and rip had told me see he got that from dallas he got that from your old territory there jeremy wccw yep. and take out the spot shows that i might send like eight people six or eight people out to him and do you know three matches and then a six man or three matches and a battle royal things like that you know and, and bobby used to do that on some small shows the good thing about it was it gave the guys a paycheck you know it gave you you might not ever work on a show on a wednesday night uh you know smoky mountain and then run a Wednesday very often. Well, Bobby might run a Wednesday on some small town somewhere, and you and you'd be lucky enough to be one of those eight guys, you know, to be on that show. So it's pretty cool. And and Rip, he's one of my favorite people as far as telling stories and stuff. And uh, man, someone suggested I don't know if we can get him on this podcast or not. If we got Rip to be a guest on here, the only thing is, I think he talks more than I do, Jeremy. That's and he might that might be a three hour podcast. Well, you know, you know what? So we I don't can... know. You know, okay, if you can get Rip Rogers, if you talk, you know, if you get Bobby Fulton, if you want to get a guest on this show, Bobby, and they talk a long time, then fuck it. I'll make it into three episodes. I'll, I will make okay. the con- I will make the content work. How about that? I mean, look, we, we work pretty think, hard right. to stay to, to an hour or less. We, we try to do that. Right. Um, that is something I'm, I, I actually feel pretty strongly about that you've only got so much time to dedicate to any form, medium, or piece of entertainment. So I want to keep it shorter. I want to make it accessible. But if you get somebody on and you want one of these guys to come on or you know one of your buddies wants to come on and the guy talks a lot, fuck it. We'll make it into three episodes. I don't care. We'll make it okay. work. Okay. Yeah. I may shoot Rip a, a, a text there. I, I may do it because I think he'd be a really I good think, guest. I, I think he's been on several other podcasts. I think so, he would be an amazing guest for us. I'll see what I can do. I also, I'll speak to Bobby Fulton. I think we've got some, uh, uh, going back to the YouTube thing real quickly, I think we've got some really neat stuff coming up from what I understand. I think some people gave us some shout-outs. I haven't seen them. I, uh, Tech sent me one, but I could not open it. Um but anyway, uh, I will eventually get that, I'm sure. And I think some other people gave some plugs, and I, I'm, I'm looking forward to hearing those. And if nothing else, they'll be over on the YouTube channel if we don't get them over here on this uh, on this podcast for cold openings or whatever you all, whatever the inside jargon is on that. But anyway, um, the other thing, I got to meet Dennis Condry. I've never met Dennis, and I'll say this. Dennis looked real good. You know, he kicked cancer's ass, and good for him. Uh, he looked really good. I, I got, he would come over to speak to Tracy Smothers and I was standing there and introduced myself, of course, talk for just a brief moment. And then, um, when we, when he got away from that, uh, it was him and I, and I, and I, I told him thanks for everything he's done for this business. Uh, tremendous talent. And to me, I, I was surprised at how good he looked. So, you know, you hear all these different things as you're, you're, you, when I go to some of these shows, uh, you know, where I know other guys that know him or, and you hear other podcasts that he's down or doing this. He looks real good. Uh, he has to do the gimmick when you speak, you know, push in on the gimmick, but it sounds, it's him. And, uh, I really thought, uh, that night at the show, uh, I, I told my brother this and I'm going to tell you this, Jeremy, uh, 
they had a, a, a very packed show. They did a memorial for uh, one of the young boys of West Virginia that passed away a couple years ago. They did a battle royal for him. Uh, and they, they had Bobby and Tracy and some guys I knew, like I said, and they had the um, – the uh, FTC guys that I'm going to talk about, they all did really good. I'm going to give uh, uh, some of those guys, like, I was happy to see them on the show and get some bookings outside the FTC. So so good on them. And I'm glad these guys are staying booked. But uh, I'll say this, I think Dennis Condry could have whipped anyone's ass in that building at night. That's mm-hmm. how good he looked to me. I don't think anyone want to fuck with Dennis Condry. <laughs> I, I, think, so, uh, I think fucking with any cool. member of the Midnight Express would be a bad idea. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it would be. Yeah. Uh, I spoke to Stan. I've met Stan my very first night in Smoky Mountain as a tryout, and then he left shortly after. But through the years, I always uh, get to say hi to him here or there. But uh, Bobby Eaton and I, we, we got close. Uh, we we spoke. And actually, I met him prior to going to Smoky Mountain uh, on an independent show here or there. But then when I got to Smoky Mountain, I met him. And then we got together in WCW again. And we got to go to Vancouver for EA Sports to shoot that video. So we was up there for like a month, and Bobby and I got real close. And Cornette had told me my story was similar to Bobby's where, you know, setting up the ring at a young boy, 14, 15 years old, hanging around a business, you know, just getting in a ring and doing stuff. And and uh, I always thought about that. And I think the world of Bobby, and he's one of those people – you know, he obviously uh, doesn't say a whole lot. He he said something that night, and Cornette said, "Well, I think that's the the most we've gotten out of him in 35 years." <laughs> but uh, and I and I think he said was thank you, you know. So, uh, but yeah, but but privately, you know, he he's one of these people you can talk to him, and he makes you laugh without trying to make you laugh. He'll just tell you something, and it's 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 this really funny, and and he's just a good-hearted guy. And while we were talking, actually, uh. uh between the uh, Cornette coming out with the main event and doing a proclamation and stuff earlier, someone come by and said, uh, "Hey Bobby, you know, do you still have this in your in your travel bags?" And uh, they he said tube socks, and he said, "I got you know." I got two weeks supply of them, and I guess they thought they was being smart or something. How about the sewing kit? And he goes, yep, I've got two sewing kits. You know, he, he always had something in his bags, and he was always known for giving the boys either candy or, or bubble gum or chewing gum. And if you needed something, go to Bobby. You got a towel? Here's two of them. Take a towel. You know, he, he always funny. had that. And he's just a, a good good dude, man. Uh, so it's good seeing him. And uh, with that said... Let me just give us a cheap plug here. Jeremy, do you like Amazon Prime? Because I only got two more things to talk about after oh, I, I talk about Prime. I love Amazon Prime. Yes, absolutely. I, yes, I do too. They've got some good shows on there you can stream. Mm-hmm. You can get free shipping. I buy books. Uh, used to, I'd buy a book. It might cost two ninety nine or five ninety nine from a used uh, consignment shop or a, a Goodwill, and I'd have to pay three ninety nine for shipping. With Prime, I just pay for the book. If I find a book for a penny, they'll mail me. Uh, you know, well, you have to pay the minimum. But anyway, they'll mail you the book free. And also, they got that streaming service, so it's a pretty good deal. And you can and you can help the show out by supporting us if you're not a Prime member. You can sign up, okay, go to tinyurl.com backslash BB try prime and a, the show 
gets a little bit of a kickback from that. It doesn't cost you anything. It's a 30-day trial. If you don't like it, cancel. You're not out of anything. The show still gets a little bit of kickback, and I think that would be really good way to help this show, help Jeremy, help myself out right now. Yeah. Jeremy, tell me a little bit more about Prime. Well, you know, Amazon Prime, they do have their streaming part, which is amazing. Um, you know, Some of my favorite shows in history are only available on Amazon Prime Corner Gas, the funniest Canadian TV series ever made. Babylon 5, the best hard sci-fi series that was ever on television, are both available on there. You can watch them for free. When you buy things when you're an Amazon Prime member, you get free two-day shipping. How fucking cool is that? And this is everything from tennis shoes to books to DVDs. It doesn't matter, man. As long as it's covered by Prime and you're a member, you get your shipping for free. You cannot beat that. You get yep. free TV. You get free stuff. It. You cannot beat this deal. So everybody, Bobby, what was that address again? The address is tinyurl.com backslash BB try prime. And I just got, at the first of this month, I purchased Raging Bull. Oh. I had that copy. I, I loaned it out. And one of my favorite movies, of course, everyone knows Robert De Niro is my favorite actor. Uh, I, I looked, and apparently whoever I loaned it to, or whoever, uh, maybe Melinda, I didn't get it back. So I thought, you know, hey, I found it for like three ninety nine collector's edition, but I didn't have to pay him shipping, and I got it two days later, man. And I, that was, I, I, it was wonderful, man. BB, BB, try Prime. That's all I can tell you. You'll be happy. Shit will be there. You know, it'll be on time, and you won't have to pay for shipping. And... Uh, I'm looking forward to season three of the uh, marvelous Madame Mazelle. That's going to be coming out soon. I love that series. The first two seasons are up of that. That's something I've watched on Prime. Uh, there's there's rumors because I don't know if Jeremy went and found it. I know I haven't yet, but I know it's on there. There's some places you can find some classic wrestling. Mm-hmm. They had some Memphis on there at one time. Uh, you can stream some of that stuff. Also, they give you a chance to, to join some other things like Roku or, or Showtime at a discounted price. So uh, you can't go wrong with Prime, and you can help us out a little bit by going to tinyrail.com slash BB try prime and we appreciate it. Yeah. That's it's definitely worth checking you out. Go. If you are not a member, go check it out. It is worth your time. It is look, you thirty days for free. You got nothing to lose. There's nothing to lose. Right. Yeah. All right, Bob. Everything to gain. Yeah. We only got a few yep. minutes left. Two more here. things. Yeah. Yeah, I'll make this brief. I'm gonna say this. I about teared up probably Monday night Yep, that's the time to go mm-hmm. home, son. All right, so I'll, I'll end this real briefly. Uh, I about teared up Monday night when I wrote some notes because, as we said, we was going to record on Monday, well, Sunday, whatever. It, it, by the time it rolled around, I got my note. I got I got to see Jim Cornette, and I'm a Cornette guy. It's no secret. When we went to eat that afternoon in Charleston, West Virginia, as we were getting ready to leave, and I was looking forward to seeing Jimmy, of course, and Bobby and, and, and everyone, but um, we got ready to leave the, the, the restaurant there and go around a corner, and there's Cornette and Bobby and a couple of the other guys sitting there. And, man, I didn't even have to worry about going up and shaking his hand and saying hey or whatever because I thought I wouldn't see him until the show. This totally unplanned. Cornette gets up on the table, Bobby, and gives me a hug. 
And I have to say this, folks, if you haven't seen Jim Cornette lately, he looks fucking great. I, I know his ears were burning after I spoke with him because when he come back to the building after I did later that night, I said, Jimmy, I know your ears were burning. I said, because I've told everyone how fucking good you look. He's lost weight. He looks great. Uh, anyway, he gave me a hug and I gave him a hug. And I have to say, man, that was, it was the most sincere, good hug feeling I had. Uh, I'm not ashamed to say it, man. You know, I love Jim Cornette for what he's done for my career. He gave me a chance when no one else did. And he, and he took care of me for three years as far as keep me around his roster. Sure, I'd get some time off here or there, go away where I wouldn't be seen. But that was awesome. So it's good to see Jim Cornette and get that hug. Uh, I always give him a, he knows I'm going to give him some love and support and give him a good handshake, but getting a hug when everything. With that said, I have to give one big, big shout out. And I'll end it on this, Jeremy. I, my brother, Jim, took me to the show. Uh, he drove. I'm still real leery about driving at night, even though I got these glasses in February. Uh, I'm just, you know, that's just me. I got, I got to get it out of my head. But, um, he had some, he wanted to take some time. He knew about this show. He knew the midnight was going to be there. My brother and I was huge wrestling fans growing up. We don't get to, to wa obviously watch a lot of wrestling together. We'll send each other tweets and stuff or even direct messages uh, about something we may have seen with old school wrestling. But we got to talk about stuff. It's like 90 miles away. In what, like, you know, from here. And, and we got to hang out and talk. And then we got to eat together. Uh, he got to see me interacting with all the guys that I've known through the years and watch the show. And then we got to come home and just talk some more. And it's always important to, to get to spend some time with your family. And uh, it, it was just a really, to use that word, blessed. I don't know if you want to say that or not, but, I mean, I, I don't use it that much. I'm just saying it was a blessing, though, to get to spend a day from, like, noon on with my brother, get to eat with them, hang out at a wrestling show with them, and to get to come home. It was like a 12-hour day, and it was all worth it. And I want to thank my brother personally for just being my brother, being my friend, let alone take me to a wrestling show. And I just got so much love and respect for this man. He's a chaplain for hospice, and he's got a tough-ass job. And the way he does his job, man, there's no one better. This guy's just full of so much love, and he's taught me so many lessons through the years. I can't thank him enough, but I'm thanking him on this podcast with Jeremy. That's all I'm really going to say other than, man, I'm glad we're back. And let's get back on stride and keep popping out these podcasts and, and, and get our people back involved with us, man, because we're still here. We're not yeah. going anywhere, folks. Well, you know what? Real quick, Bobby, before we go, why don't you throw out our Twitter handles again, and then I'll wrap the show. Yes, you can find Jeremy at the Geekish Cast. You can find me at Bell to uh, Shit. Find me anywhere. Uh, find me. Do this again. Spit out here, Bobby. Okay, on Twitter, find Jeremy at the Geekish Cast. Find me at Bobby Blaze seven forty four, or follow our joint account on Twitter at Bell to Bell Blaze. Tui, spit it out. <laughs> You're goddamn right. Well, Bobby, thank you for joining me. It has been fun and my pleasure as usual. And everybody else, it's been My your pleasure. Thank yeah. Well, you. I'll tell you what, it's been everybody else's pleasure to listen to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. We'll see you guys next week. Hey, this is Bobby Fuller, the tag team, the Fantastics, and you listen to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze.